Beards for Radio. Hey guys, welcome back to Beards for Radio. I'm Sasha. And I'm Joe. And, you know, we got a lot to talk about. There's some some good moves in the NBA, some rumors in the NBA. Um, we're going to be talking about, you know, me and Joe's uh, – What's close to our hearts, MSU and U of M basketball. We're talking a little bit about that and um Super Bowl. How about Super Bowl? Obviously, it's right right around the corner. It's coming on this this Sunday, you know. So we're gonna give your uh, thoughts on that. And also, uh, to delve in our non-sports section, we're gonna be talking about Batman, the 2021 um, announcement minus Ben Affleck. He will not be playing Batman no more. So we'll delve into that and also a few other stuff. Um, also sent out a little uh. Uh, Batman, Batman uh, Beyond is making a full animated series uh, movie, so I'll be jumping into that too. I think that'd be kind of cool. But yeah, let's start off in the NBA, man. I want to talk about a little about Anthony Davis. Now, is this guy getting Kawhi Leonard? <laughs> is he getting the, the Kawhi Leonard treatment? <laughs> um, Pel- Pelicans weren't were weren't fielding any or receiving or wanting to talk to anybody from the Lakers camp. Um, recently, I, I believe that. Um, Magic Johnson got through, and they have uh, uh, talked back with uh, the Pelicans. But one of the packages I've heard that uh, is being offered for the Brow would be a conglomerate of Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Kyle Kuzma, Ibiza Zubak, and a first-round pick. Those are some, you, you know, you're letting go a lot of assets for Anthony Davis. Yeah. I understand Anthony Davis is one of those millennial players. Um, uh, but geez, man, that's a lot to give up for him. Like, what are your thoughts on it? Like, would you, would you go through with it if you're the Pelicans? If I was the Pelicans? Yeah. Man, I don't know if I would ship him to the Lakers if I was the Pelicans, because I would feel kind of disrespected, you know, all these players all of a sudden wanting to go to the Lakers. Um, but, you know, I need to see at least two first-round picks uh, this year and next year if I was going to field that type of offer. Like, you know, I think Kuzma's a nice player, probably Ingram too. You know, I think Lonzo could develop. But I don't know. From, like, a fan perspective, is it wrong that I want Anthony Davis to go, like, anywhere but Los Angeles right now? Like, I mean, y- y- yes and no because it's like – I think Anthony. I think LeBron is on a team where he's the only All Star. You know, what I'm saying it hasn't happened. You know, since this kind of you know, if you if you count Love as an All Star, you know, what I'm saying one of those you know right. other big three type players. You know, what I'm saying, but ever since Kyrie left and you know Love's been hurt, you know, LeBron's never really had a supporting cast, and you know, well, not that big of a support supporting cast with like two great supporting actors behind him. You get what I'm saying? So, right. like, am I for this? I, I I see it shifting, you know, in the in the Lakers' way. But then again, how how much does LeBron have in the tank? You know, is he gonna turn it over to AD? And then what does AD do? And he's in the same spot LeBron is, and you got a rid of you know four young up and coming talents plus maybe two future uh, number one picks that who knows how they're gonna end up? You know what I'm saying? Like, I would I I personally, if I was the Lakers, I wouldn't. 
I wouldn't pull the trigger on this, man. I I, I, li- I like Kuzma. I like Ingram a lot. I think Lonzo Ball is very unselfish. He may, maybe I just need him to develop a jump shot a little bit more. But he's but he's sneaky good. Okay. He's good defender. He does everything good. He just doesn't shoot that well. Yeah, I'm with you. If I'm um, if I'm the Lakers, I don't think I want to pull that trigger right now. I think I would take the risk like they took with Paul George. I know it backfired on them and Paul George ended up staying in Oklahoma city, but you know, I think Anthony Davis does want to be a Laker next year. So, you know, wait half a season. Cause I think even with Anthony Davis and LeBron, I, I still don't think you're getting past the warriors this season. Uh, not if everybody's healthy. Um, but, you know, from a fan perspective, I kind of want to see Davis go to another small market team. Like, I'm sick of being pushed on, you know, the Los Angeles and the Bostons and Phillies or what have you. I want to see him go somewhere like, I don't know, uh, Toronto or I heard rumors of Milwaukee possibly trading for him. Like, could you imagine Giannis and Anthony Davis? Yeah, that'd be, that'd be sick, dude. That'd be sick. But, like, if – a healthy LeBron and AD, you know, it's 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 gonna get you. Is it again people watching? You, you know, right, right, right. And then the other team I hear that's you know interested in him is Boston. You know, and you know th- th- they're trying to throw around you know Jason Tatum's name, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart's name, and I'm a big fan of Jason Tatum. You know what I'm saying? And like I feel like you can let these young players go, and they get to develop into beasts, bro. And you're gonna be you know sorry later on when you know these young assets for you know. And I'm not I'm not trying to like scoff at the brow or nothing because you know. Right. Anthony Davis is a great player. In and out, seven footer, do whatever he wants. Awesome, get that. But I don't feel like I'm gonna give up that many bodies for him. I don't think it's gonna, you know, affect the outcome of my season. You know, and 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 I know I'm talking about one of the premier young men in the league, but for that many players, no, man. For for Tatum Brown and Marcus Smart, no, I wouldn't give them up either. For that, that those guys, I like all three of those guys. I think they got high ceilings. You know. Right. Um, and with all the with all the Kyrie talk about going to meet up with with uh, LeBron next year after apologizing for being that young punk player, you know, you know, so, so to speak, I didn't know now verbatim what he said, but you know, if he's thinking about going to LA next year, you know, that might have sparked a you know sparked something in AD's head thinking, you know what, you know, I want to go to LA because it's if if that's the fact, it's gonna be me. It's going to be me, Kyrie, and LeBron next year. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, if that's the case, then, yes, it makes it a little more intriguing. You know what I'm saying? And, right. And, and you know, I don't know how it's going to play out, dude, but, you know, it's going to happen in the next six days because trade deadline is February 7th. Right. And I'm in the same boat as you. Like, Anthony Davis is one of the top three, probably two players in the NBA um, depending on like how you weigh it, you know, but I don't know if I want to give up, you know, three, four promising players for half a season of Anthony Davis, you know, right. Unless I'm in an absolute win now mode. And, you know, I know my window is closing. Like that's the only time I'm going to pull the trigger on that trade. Um, as much as I like Anthony Davis, um, no, I wouldn't give up Tatum and Brown and Marcus smart for him. Yeah, most definitely. And and like like we said, on the LAN, I wouldn't do it for LA either. So, you know, 
that that's why I feel like the Pel- Pelicans might be fielding these, you know, calls from these teams that he wants to hear from. But I think they're looking up uh, elsewhere. I think he's going to get Kawhi. I honestly do. I think they're just going to send his ass to where they need somebody to replace him. Where is that? I don't know who can replace the brow. Not many, but you know, but like you're going to have to find yourself some kind of big, big man shooter because the, the, the court's going to have to be spread. You know what I'm saying? And, AD did that with him leaving, you know, or him wanting to be gone. He, I don't know where they're gonna look, but they're, they're not gonna they're not gonna get nothing for him. I think the Pelicans are just they want they want every little bit they can get for him. Every drop of that bottle of toothpaste, they're gonna squeeze every bit of that out, you know, and try to get what they can get for uh, Anthony Davis. And rightfully so, man, they invested a lot with the young man. You know, what I'm saying they were patient with him. You know, yeah. if both camps aren't happy, you know, uh, you know, go their separate ways. But I, I honestly think the Pelicans, seeing that they've taken Anthony Davis down on all the advertisement, all the hype video, they've taken like everything down. You know, it, it just it, it just tells me a lot that he, they're trying to they're not in a good place with him leaving. You know what I'm saying? I think it's just it's going to get uglier before it gets you know a lot better for both sides. Yeah, that's an interesting point. And, um, you know, going from a trade that might happen to uh, a trade that just happened today, kind of out of the blue, um, the Knicks sent uh, Kristaps Porzingis to the Mavericks. And, um, you know, in all honesty, I think both parties on this side, on this trade, got what they really wanted out of this trade. Like the Mavericks got Kristaps Porzingis possibly, you know, for a couple years if they can convince him to sign, you know. Uh, they got rid of Dennis Smith Jr., who, Jr., who I know they were shopping for a while. And, you know, I think they got a lot of good depth and role players like Trey Burke, Courtney Lee, Tim Hardaway. And then on the Knicks side, you know, they cleared a lot of cap space and they picked up two future first-round picks, one of which is protected. Um, so on the Knicks side, you know, they could potentially have a top three pick, maybe even the number one pick, and then – they're expected to have almost $71 million in free agency. Now, that's not going to guarantee that anybody of worth actually signs with them. But still, I think the Knicks are kind of far ahead now in the rebuilding process. Yeah, Joe, I have to agree with you on this one. I think I think this was, uh, across the board, kind of an even trade. You know, I think, uh, you know, obviously you got Chris Stapps forcing this you know the, the 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 unicorn. He stands out, but I think DeAndre Jordan, Dennis Smith Jr., and you know with West Smith's West Matthews shooting, kind of bumps that up and makes it even with uh, you know the role players from Courtney Lee. You know my two Michigan boys, Hardaway Jr. and uh, Trey Burke. Mm-hmm. So I think it kind of evens out. I agree with you, and I think I, I think it's it's one hell of a move for the Knicks. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, they also got Enos Cantor there. I don't know how they're going to – him and Gianna Jordan are going to play together. They're basically the same kind of players, you know. Uh, um, I, I wonder how that's going to work if they're going to look to clear Enos, uh, Enos out. But, yeah, you're right. $71 million in cap space, you can sign two superstars and have have a lot of good role players and a lot of good bench players, you know, to start your, you know, year off next year and plus, you know, those draft picks. So, you're right. I think, I think New York's headed in the right – uh, direction. They're clearing up cap space, and they're and and the way they pulled the trigger on this Porzingis trade, it's almost like they were like relieved 
and waiting for it. You know what I'm saying? Because, geez, he says, I want out. You guys have a, 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 a winning tradition here. It's, you know, it's 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 souring. I, you know, I don't want to be a part of this. Three hours later, they're on the phone with Mark Cuban making a right. deal. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like I felt like they were ready to pull the trigger. And I think Porzingis probably knew that. You know what I'm saying? And it, it, it was probably just more mutual. I bet I, I guarantee you this one's probably more mutual than Anthony Davis one. You know, you know, because I think I think they mutually agree that they they don't like the organization doesn't even like Anthony Davis and Anthony Davis is sick of the organization. I think Porzingis is kind of like a more of like a humble type deal. Like you know what, it's not working out with us. You know what I'm saying? It's the good breakup opposed to the big crazy you know couple breakup. So I think it's right. going to work out for for Nick for the Knicks in the long run. But exciting for Mavericks, man! I get to see him and Luka Doncic. Geez, that's going to be one of the best pick pop combos. You know, you're going to see in the NBA, man. This is, it, 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 especially with with you know Dirk getting older and you know on the fringe of retiring this year. You know what I'm saying? And you bring in someone like Porzingis to kind of like step into his role, man, dude. Dallas is going to be crazy scary, and I'm. I'm excited to see what those those two get to do together. Right. Yeah, you know, that was kind of crazy because it was like I think earlier today was the first time I heard about Porzingis going to the Knicks and, you know, requesting the trade. It was today or yesterday. And then, you know, not even a couple hours later, they pulled the trigger and got something done. So, you know, it wasn't drawn out and kind of dramatic like the Kawhi Spurs or like we're seeing the Anthony Davis um, – pelicans right now um but yeah you know time will tell who really wins you know if nobody comes to new york over the summer and they screw up their draft pick then they didn't really win if porzingis doesn't play at all and then sign somewhere else then you know the mavericks didn't really win but yeah right now i think it does look positive for both sides yeah most definitely man positive for both sides and i hope the anthony davis trade you know works out but like you said, time will tell on that one, but I, I have a feeling to get a Kawhi that guy. <laughs> so, so yeah, um, you know, we're talking about good acquisitions in the NBA. We're going to skip over to NCAA with your uh, MSU uh, Spartans, man. They've been looking good. This loss to Purdue, I believe it was. But mm-hmm. we just got big news from you guys' camp that Langford's going to be out for the remainder of the season. Tell me – how you think that impacts your guys' this season uh, moving forward, especially being so close to March Madness and everything? Yeah, you know, we'll see, I guess. I, I think it does limit the ceiling. I thought at one point, you know, based on how well they were playing, that if Langford could come back and gel with them, that, you know, they could potentially be championship contenders. Like, not just Final Four contenders, but playing in the national championship game. Um. But, yeah, you know, I think looking at how they've played without Langford, I don't know if they were kind of, like, digging deep for the moment, thinking that Langford was going to be back soon, or if, you know, a little part of them knew that Langford wasn't going to come back. And it's it's a tough blow to the depth. And, you know, Langford has experience. You know, he played lots and lots of minutes per game as a freshman coming in, obviously, like, up until – now, he was part of that class with Winston and Ward and Miles Bridges that were highly regarded, and he was, like, the second the second highest-rated player in that class after Miles. Um, so, you know, it is a, a blow to their shooting, to their perimeter defense, and it's a huge blow to Cassius Winston because that really 
limits the amount of minutes he can sit on the bench. Right now, he's playing almost 38, 39 minutes a game. If Lankford is healthy, then, you know, McQuaid's not playing as much, and he can come in and run the point for a few minutes, which Izzo trusts McQuaid at point guard a lot more than he trusts Foster Lawyer right now. Um, so, you know, it, it really depends on how Kyle Ahrens plays, how Aaron Henry plays, and how Gabe Brown plays. Those are like three X factors now playing kind of the same position, you know, the two, three combo. Um, yeah, I think it does limit their ceiling. I think they're still kind of final four contenders, but not much farther than that. Um, but, you know, they're through the toughest stretch of their schedule. I'm not super upset at the loss to Purdue because it was their third game of the week, two of which were against top 20 teams, two of which were on the road. You know, it was their, I believe, fifth road game in six games or fourth and fifth, you know, something like that. And what stuck out to me was, like, they were down by 23, and it's not like Purdue let the foot off the gas. Like, they, it wasn't like Purdue made too many mental errors. Like, But Michigan State came back and was within four – uh, when there was a foul called on a three-point attempt. So even without Langford, I feel like this Michigan State team is always still in the game. Like, you can't turn off the TV when they're down by 20 or 23 or 25, so on and so forth, because they can make up a deficit in a very short amount of time. But, yeah, yeah. I, I think their ceiling is limited. I still think they compete for the Big Ten uh, championship with Michigan and Purdue right now. And then I, I still think they could get to the final four, but it definitely hurts their chances. They need more favorable draws now. Yeah. I'm with you on that one. If it's anybody that can pull, they, they can pull this team together and, and find depth from the bench. It's going to be Izzo and MSU. You know, I really like that um, Henry guy. I really like that Brown kid. Um, the, the white dude, what's his name? Irenus? How do you say his name? Arns. Kyle Arns. Arns. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those three guys have been seeing a lot more uh, play from them because it's, it's definitely needed with Langford out, you know, it, it, it does serve as a blow, but if it's any, any team that can come back, it, you know, you're talking about Michigan. So you're talking about Izzo. It's one of the best coaches in Michigan history. I, I, I still believe that we have two, two top, top five teams in this, in this uh, state. I do believe that this teams, both of these teams are going to go far in the NCAA. But, yes, it, as a Michigan fan, you know, I honestly would like to see Langford, Langford uh, play because when they play Michigan, Michigan State go head-to-head, I want Michigan State to be at their peak. You know what I'm saying? And I, I want to see, you know, both teams running on full engine, you know, head-to-head. You know, it's it, it's it's a bummer. But, you know, I, I think this kid needs to worry about his health more because, you know, he's young. He has a, uh, a, a few more years. He can develop, get better. He's, like I said, one of the best coaches, you know, you have. And, yeah, um, when you're saying they're uh, lost to Purdue, man, road warriors, dude. You know, we saw it happen to the Chargers. I will, I don't think that I, – I think the Chargers lost because they had to go back-to-back the East Coast, you know, and play. So, like, when you're on the road, it's hard, especially if you're playing five out of six, you know what I'm saying? So – yeah, it's not, it's it's not too much to look at. You know, it was that's how I felt against Wisconsin. Sometimes losses are needed. You know what I'm saying? I'd I'd rather I'd rather have a a, a three loss season and go and go far into the playoffs and then you know ha, uh, going into the, going into the uh, March Madness undefeated and lose first round. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it 
th- those losses don't don't really. I'm not gonna say they don't matter because they're Big Ten losses and they're conference, lo- you know, you know, losses. But you know, it's stuff that uh, teams can ba- bounce back from. Especially, I think Michigan State is one of those teams that can, you know, bounce back even harder when they lose. It, it pisses them off. You know, what I'm saying it's it's my it's my theory on you know you wake a sleeping giant. You know, what I'm saying so. You know, the w- watch that. Who do they play Saturday? They play Saturday. They play um, Indiana. Indiana. Yeah, watch them. Right. Yeah, just lost to Rutgers. You know what I'm saying? So now you got two teams that are coming off losses. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, Indiana should be a little more pissed. They're losing to freaking Rutgers. You know what I'm saying? Right. We got, you know, it's going to be a good team because Indiana has, you know, in my opinion, has a sneaky good team. They're just young. They haven't molded and they haven't gelled yet. So, you know, right. they're kind of bumping. Right. But Michigan's going to be pissed off Saturday. So I, I I expect that to be a really good game. I expect Michigan to uh kind of pull uh break apart at the at the end of the game, you know, eight minutes left to probably break apart and just do their thing. But man, I have I have no doubt that MSU and U of M are going to go far. You know, U of M just beat Ohio State, beat down on them, loved oh, yeah. every second of it. You know what I'm saying? And I guarantee you, Michigan State fans around were loving to uh, beat down on Ohio State because you know uh, uh, everything. Everything aside, we both hate Ohio State. You know what I'm saying? So that was a good thing to see. Right. Yeah, and you know, remember what we said a couple episodes ago when it comes to you know playing in the Big Ten. Don't overreact to road losses. You know, and I feel like that's what we're doing. I think both fan bases have done a decent job of just, you know, you know, rolling with the losses on the road because those are those are going to happen. You're not going to go undefeated in Big Ten play. Like, that just doesn't happen, especially when the Big Ten is so deep as it is right now. No, 100% agree with you, Joe. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, it was the same thing with Michigan. You know, I feel like maybe some people were getting concerned with, you know, the loss at Wisconsin and then the close one versus Minnesota with the buzzer beater, you know, from Matthews. But yeah, you know, it's January. You're going to have a few games where you slump, you know, we could see Michigan state slump against Indiana on Saturday night and need to, you know, need to, you know, bite their nails and dig down a bit to win that game. You never know. So it's like, don't overreact to losses on the road or losses in January. Cause if, if both teams play their cards right, we could have, you know, two, two and a half months left of the season. Right. Absolutely. And like, like we always say, March is a different, it's a different monster, different monster when these kids get in a tournament and I'm not going to downgrade their play during the, you know, season or upgrade their play during the season, whatever, which way, but March, man, is a different monster, man. And I, I just both, I, I, feel in my heart that both of these teams do to have what it takes to go far in this tournament. I'll be surprised if they don't. Yeah. I'm with you on that one. But yeah, we got through uh, NBA trade talks, MSU, U of M basketball. It's a little dear to our hearts. We'll always talk about MSU, U of M is kind of our staple here, but we're going to move on before we talk about, you know, Batman and what's going on. Let's talk about, about the Super Bowl. Super Bowl is coming this this uh this Sunday, Joe. You're telling me what what do you what do you want to see? What do you think is gonna happen? What do I want to see? I want to see the Rams win 31 to nothing, man. That's what I want to <laughs> see. Uh, what do I think is gonna happen? Um, you know what? I know we talked on the last episode. How we both were kind of in the dumps about the Patriots winning. Uh, but fuck it, man. I think the Rams are gonna win. I, I want to say 33-24 Rams. 
Wow. See, I'm going with – this happens to me every year. Whenever the Pats play, if I go against the Pats, they end up losing. When I go with them, they end up winning. It's weird. It's like it's like totally reverse. But I really kind of do want to see the Pats win this year. I don't, I don't know why. I have no clue why. But I, I want Tom Brady this like – at points, like I want to see like – people get proved wrong. And sometimes I want to see like, dude, you're just like, it's hang them up. But you know, this, this guy's been proving everybody wrong, you know, all year long, father time, father time, father time, father time. It's all been hearing all year long. And that dude has punched father time in the face, gave him a suplex and, and, and kicked him out of the ring and left the ring, drinking beers with middle fingers in the air. Like he was stone cold, Steve Austin. And dude, I want to see it continue. I, I just, I honestly do want to see it. So I think the Pat, Patriots are going to uh, beat the Rams thirty-five to thirty-one, and I think that the Ra- the Rams are going to end up with the ball. They're just not going to be able to put it in the end zone at the very end of the game. Oh man, if we get another game where they throw it when they should run it, or they run it where they should throw it, you know, and the Patriots end up benefiting, I'm going to lose my mind, dude. Like, I can't tell you what I was doing when the Seahawks threw it on second and goal, you know, with <laughs> a timeout in 40 seconds and Marshawn Lynch. Oh, I, I fucking lost it, dude. Oh, dude. I was about, about, about to say. Todd Gurley, first and goal. Slant to Robert Woods, intercepted. Oh, my God. Could you imagine that, bro? Can you imagine? That'd be, that'd be awesome. That'd be so funny. With some corner that they pulled off the streets like a month ago. That's just right. how they do it, man. I, they got to have some kind of uh, otherworldly deal going on because they are they don't have a lot of players that are like, oh, I got to have this player on my team. You know, like they have a lot of players that are really just mediocre when you like line them up individually, but somehow they just can't be stopped as a team. Belichick. Belichick's like Dumbledore. Belichick's like Dumbledore. You can't, you know, he's just like, you know, you can't stop him, dude. He's like one step ahead of everybody, man. He's just, the dude's nuts. So, yeah, that's why I think the Patriots are going to win. And it's just, it's going to be a good game. And Tom Brady's going to finally be Thanos and snap his fingers and, and kill half the NFL. Yeah, as long as the Dolphins are half of the, are on the half that gets dissipated. I'm <laughs> cool. Oh man, hey dude, you know me. Lights in here, you know I wouldn't mind if that happened. <laughs> just, just don't even give us a choice to cheer for these teams. Just take them away. Just, you know. Absolutely, but yeah. So, um, do you, do you have any plans on the Super Super Bowl? What are you doing on the Super Bowl? You got any plans going anywhere, or just kind of playing it by ear? Got a party to go to. Uh, you know, Mike been on this podcast a few times we rent out a hotel room every year uh so i'll be chilling with mike shout out to mike what's up mike what's up mike mikey O. <laughs> what about you man you do anything for the super bowl or you like chill at home man i'm playing it by ear i might get a call saturday i might get a call sunday morning i might get a call sunday 30 minutes before the game saying hey man are people over come on over yeah sure let's go you know but it, it all depends because my mother's in california my mother-in-law has kind of been, you know, helping out a little extra because my mom's not here to watch the kids. So my mother-in-law is going to, you know, she's 
calling it quits for the weekend. So I might not even have a sitter. So I might have to be sitting at home. And if that happens, I'm just going to go get a bunch of wings from uh, some kind of wing stop, wing stop or wing snob or something like that. And just watch it. <laughs> yeah. What's going to make the party. Like I'll still enjoy it, but uh, I can't drink because of my surgery. So oh. yeah. Uh, for at least another month or so. So nice. Well, <laughs> But, you know, I, I was planning on staying the night at that hotel with everybody, but now I can't. Um, I'll still have fun, especially if the Rams win. Because I've been saying it all year. I really like the Rams roster. You know, Todd Gurley. Um, what's his name? Brandon Cooks is one of my favorite receivers. Cooper Obviously, Cup. Aaron, Aaron Donald and Kong Sue. I still right. love Sue, man. That's my boy. I love Sue. Yeah. But yeah, dude. So I think uh, that's our Super Bowl predictions. Jo- Joe's going with the Rams. I'm going with the Pats. We will recap after the big game. You know, we talked a little bit about Tom Brady trying to become Thanos. You know, so let's jump over into the superhero realm. And a little rumor we got coming from 2021 is the Batman movie, but it will not be Ben Affleck. It'll be another actor. They don't know who else, but the movie will be focusing on a younger. Batman. What is your take? They're going young. Um, My take is I don't think it'll make as much money as the animated Batman Beyond movie you were talking about. (laughs) Oh, that's going to be sexy. uh, But, you know, I guess that's an interesting take. You know, going back in time, retrospective, uh, the title that they're working with is just The Batman, um, which I guess hasn't been used yet. But yeah, I think this project has gone through so many different life cycles. Like, it was going to be starring and directed by Ben Affleck. Then Ben Affleck didn't want to be Batman, and then he was he was going to be Batman, but he wasn't going to be directing. Now he's not doing either. I don't know if he's going to be in the movie at all, like kind of telling the story. But um, you know, if if DC compiled together, you know, two or three straight good movies before then, then yeah, I'll go see it. Yeah, um, I like the fact that they're straying away from Ben Affleck. Uh, he was not my – he's probably my least favorite uh, Batman. And you're talking about, you know, Val Kilmer here, okay, and George Clooney. <laughs> I think he was the worst one out of those all those guys. Just because I'm, I'm more of a Ben Affleck as a writer fan. I've seen some of the movies where he writes, like, you know, like – like uh, far, I watched that, watched that movie um, – What's it? Uh, Argo. Argo was great, Argo. dude. He's he's so, so yeah. great in those movies. You know what I'm saying? I just don't like. I just didn't like him as Batman. You know, um, as as they're focusing on younger Batman, what does that mean? You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, as as you recall, Joe, when we first started our podcast, one of my not mo- hated, not as favorable superheroes was Batman. Right. I said, you know, uh, you know, I think he's just, you know, oversaturated There's too much Batman, Batman, Batman. You know, DC hangs her head on Batman and Superman way too much. Um, just about uh, about a month ago, month and a half ago, I started watching Gotham and I've been, been wa- binge watching Gotham. And I don't do not know why I have not watched Gotham before a month ago. It is such a good movie. I mean, good, good sh- movie, good show. You know, it they use most of the villains, they use their government name, you know what I'm saying? They don't use their, you know, 
villainous name until later on in the show. And it's and it's about Bruce Wayne growing up. Yeah, you follow Bruce Wayne growing up young and he, he has a little tween he has a little tweeny relationship with Catwoman. Oh, excuse me, Selena Kyle. Um right. So so it's like it really it's starting to grow on me, right? So it's like when they said younger Batman, I'm like, oh dude, I'm already doing watching a show with a younger Batman. I don't care about that. You know what I'm saying? I want Kevin Smith's idea of having a Batman Beyond live action movie with Bruce Wayne being the mentor and that mentor being Michael Keaton. Oh my God, dude. Like, like Kevin Smith, yeah. make this happen. Make this happen, Kevin Smith. Cause that's the Batman movie I want to see. That's what I want to see right there. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to see another Batman walking down the aisle, excuse me, walking down the alley. Parents get killed. It's, it, you know, it's just like, it, it's enough. Enough, enough, enough. It's going to be some guy named Joe Chill killed him. You know, blah, blah, blah. You know, we get it. We get the whole point. I want to see Batman Beyond. I think that live, you can you can probably make one, two, three movies off that alone, no doubt. Yeah, I agree. That's a concern for me. Is Are we just going to get another origin story, or is it going to focus on, like, you know, Batman's already established. He's just young at this point. So I don't know. Um you know, as the details come out, we'll always share them. We'll talk about them. But right now, I'm just going to rate it as a don't see, just based off of, you know, Justice League and Suicide Squad and Batman versus Superman and any other movie that has Superman in it. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Like I even said, like, I cannot wait to watch this Walking Phoenix uh, Joker movie because it's a standalone Joker movie, something that we haven't seen before, something DC has never delved into. You know what I'm saying? I think they need to start moving that way. They need to do, you know, I, I so hope the 2020 Flashpoint movie changes everything for DC. That's what I'm hoping on because I love those, you know, those branches of, uh, of you know, the, you know, when Flash runs back in time and changes everything right. in the DC, you know, uh, universe, that's what I want to see. I want to see something completely different, not the same old, you know, origin story Batman, the same old, you know, uh, Superman, you know, planet got got destroyed and his parents send the baby off in the world and they're found by farmers and he, he's scared of green rocks. It's just like. Uh, you know, it's the same thing over and over again. It's just like you guys are recycling stuff with, you know, and slightly changing stuff here and there and there and here where it's like the origin story just getting completely, you know, ate up, regurgitated and shit and spewed back out, you know? So just like I'm done with it, honestly. Right. And maybe maybe the upcoming The Batman movie will be off of the Flashpoint movie. Um, you know, maybe they'll work together in that way. You know, the sequel, um, in the the DC universe or whatever it's going to be called. Uh-huh. Right, I I think that would be cool. But then again, then if if that's what they're doing, then they're going to kill off Bruce Wayne when he's a kid. You know, and, right. and, so maybe and it to, won't even be Bruce Wayne Batman. You know? Exactly, exactly. But hey, man, um, I'm, I'm Batman has grown on me since our first few podcasts, bro. Um, especially watching Gotham. You know, I kind of I, I like the kid who plays Bruce Wayne. I like seeing his, you know, transformation and being this scared kid um, in the alleyway. We just saw his parents getting, you know, killed to being this, you know, badass little, you know, 16, 17 year old that's, you know, going out into Gotham and and looking for fights and looking, you know, to do his to, to right his wrongs. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I I, I really do hope that 
they do something different like that. Because Gotham, to me, even though they start off with the same kind of origin Batman story, like it, it, it spreads out. You know what I'm saying? You know, you know, the Riddler, you know, Edward Nigma, he starts off being like a forensic dude on uh, the Gotham police. And he's, you know, on the same side as, you know, uh, Commissioner Gordon. And it shows the Commissioner Gordon's, you know, whole, you know, I know path to being the commissioner because right now he's a detective. So it's it's a it's a really different like take like pre Batman. This what you're not used to because usually we see usually you see Batman's parents die and all of a sudden you know fast forward Batman's a 30 year old you know bachelor living it up and kicking ass uh, moonlighting as a superhero. So right, it, it's like pre established Batman. I've heard a lot of mixed things on Gotham. Like I know a lot of people who really like it. A lot of people who uh, kind of bash it you know I, I i watched it when it was first on tv i watched like the first half season and then they did that thing where you know they take a break between the first half and the second half of the season and right. i just i thought that was the end of season one um so it came back without me really knowing and then i just haven't caught up since so that's partly on me for being a lazy tv viewer but so i haven't i haven't caught up with gotham yet yeah but yeah, I, I suggest you do, and uh, I don't know um, what I'm going to do, how I'm going to test out this DC Universe, you know, streaming service. Um, I'm really intrigued because I read an article about Swamp Thing, how it's going to be like rated R, like heavy, heavy violence in it, and then, you know, I used to watch Swamp Thing when I was a kid, so it, it, I, I don't know. I might be investing in another streaming service, which I can't stand because I don't want to spend more money to watch, you know, a show, but they, they, it looks like they have some good shows on there, man. And like I said, I, I, I hope they do this Batman, the Batman movie, right. I hope it's just not another origin, you know, follow the same old, you know, right. Stuff follow that, the cookie cutter. Exactly. Don't be a cookie cutter. You know what I'm saying? Like Michael Keaton and Tim Burton set it off, you know what I'm saying, you know, live up to that hype and honor that hype, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's it's like the trade we were talking about earlier, only time will tell, you know, we'll see, but, you know, just based off of uh, what DC has put out, you know, with Batman recently, uh, my expectations are not super high. Uh, that's why I kind of think – what is it? It's an animated Batman Beyond movie coming out, right? Yeah, it's animated. Yeah, DC has done some really great work on the animated side of stuff. They just can't put it together with the live, you know, the live action type of movies. Oh yeah, I agree, man. Those all those all those Batman movies that have been out, uh, dude. They're they're Goth- Gotham by Gaslight's a good one. The you know, Ninja Batman's a good one. There's dude, there's some good, good ones to watch, dude. And you're right, man. It's just they need to bring it to the live action side, I guess, you know. But now I'm with you, man. It just stay away from the origins and you know what I'm saying. It take another route where it doesn't, you know, take away from the origin because everybody knows what happened. You don't have to right. delve into that the alley scene with his parents. You know, and I'm I'm with you on that. I just I, I don't see them moving on from doing that unless they do a Batman Beyond. And it's, it's all I, it's all I can say. You know, it's the only way that I feel like they can get rid of it. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, hard to argue with that, man. <laughs> but yeah, Joe, I think we might have covered everything. 
Um, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So we got we got um talked about Anthony Davis trade. I I feel like he's gonna get Kawhi. What did you think? What do you think is gonna happen? Where do you think is gonna end up? You know, um, anywhere but Los Angeles or Detroit, man. <laughs> I just feel like I feel like the Pelicans, yeah, like you said, are gonna kind of Kawhi him, send him to somewhere in the Eastern Conference, and then, yeah, maybe he'll go Paul George and you know stay where he's at, or maybe he will join the Lakers in the summer, or you know he'll. I think he'll explore his options as a free agent. But yeah, I I really don't know who's gonna offer what for Anthony Davis right now. Um, yeah, I think it'd be cool to see him go to the East somewhere like, uh, Toronto or, or, uh, Milwaukee. Hey, seeing that New York just lost their big man. Right. But they don't really have, they're not in the running though. Like they got 10 wins. (laughs) Yeah, true. But but they they have a lot of money to throw at somebody, a lot of money, but yeah. So yeah, we talked about a little bit. Uh, Porzingis, we think it's kind of even kill trade. Maybe favors, you know, in the in the long run, we're gonna find out who it favors. But right now, it's kind of even kill, you know, in my opinion. What do you think about that one? Yeah, you know, I give a slight edge to the Knicks because I think they cleared out a lot of cap space, and right now they're in better draft position. And I don't think Porzingis was gonna resign with them anyways. Um, and they got future draft picks, but you know you got to take advantage of the cap space and the draft picks because they're still the Knicks, you know, so they might, they might find a way to mess it all up. But right now, yeah, I give a slight edge to the Knicks on that regard. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Jumped in the NCAA action, MSU, U of M. Um, you have concerns with Langford. Me, not so much. I feel like they can get over that hump and Lakeford can come back next year and do a, and nurse himself back. Um, U of M, I, f- I feel like they need to keep playing their ball, need to uh, keep playing heads up basketball. Um, yeah, and that's yeah. that for them. What do you think? For Michigan State, it just means they're missing another scorer that can create aside from Cassius Winston. This is true. Um, but, you know, I got to like the fact that I think everybody's coming back next year aside from McQuaid and Goins. There's a possibility that Ward goes pro. And they have a recruit coming in named Rocket Watts who can really score the basketball from the guard position. I really wish we had that kid this year because aside from Cassius Winston, like I said, it, it all depends on what Cassius Winston does, you know, right. what he does passing, scoring, creating. If they had another scorer that could create for himself, I really would like the, the potential of this team a lot more right now. Not that I don't like the potential because I think it is still a high ceiling. It's just – not as high as it would be if everybody was healthy. But you can say that for any team, you know? Right, absolutely. I think you're right. Langford just gives them that little oomph, extra oomph, you know? So I'm with you on that one. And, uh, yep, we talked a little about Super Bowl. You know, you're for the Rams, I'm for the Patriots. Cool. Jumped into our superhero non-sports topics, you know, which we love so much, which is near and dear to our hearts just as much as MSU and the U of M programs are at the, our hearts as well. But, um, yeah, man, uh, we, we both agree that we'd rather see a Batman Beyond live-action uh, movie rather than another origin movie with a different Batman. Right, yeah, mix it up for us a little bit because we've seen, we've seen the Spider-Man origin and the Superman origin and the Batman origin so many times, you know. 
mix it up for us a little bit. Give us, give us Batman Beyond or something like that. And I, yeah, what you were saying earlier about the idea of Michael Keaton reprising his role as Bruce Wayne, I would love that so much, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, most definitely. But yeah, well, uh, I, I feel like that's it, man. Um, a little sneak I want to throw in there for our next one. I read an article, and I can't, couldn't wait to say this. But I was kind of keeping it for uh, the end so we could talk about our next episode. Is I read an article that James Gunn might be writing and directing Suicide Squad Dose. Mm. Mm, yeah, intriguing. Yeah. So we'll talk about that. Read up on that. We'll talk about that in the next show. Um, I think that's uh, it. It's radio. I'm Sasha. And I'm Joe. See you guys later. And Thanks I'm... for listening. Thanks for listening. And I still haven't seen Suicide Squad 1. What? I'm hanging up right now. Go watch it. <laughs> If you liked this episode of the Beards for Radio podcast, please give a visit to far-ebar.com. If you want to support local businesses, small businesses, uh, this is as small as it comes because it's just one guy. Again, that's far-ebar to check out some sweaters, hoodies, tie-dye t-shirts, regular t-shirts, bags, hats, any kind of fashion product, accessory you can imagine. He's done it, and he's 100% original. Again, that's far-ebar.com.